Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Hoot Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe of clifflow.com in scenic, scenic, New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjure Man of Conjure Man Consulting in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by our special guest, Papa Newt of papanoot.com in Omaha, Nebraska, bringing us today's topic of root work to aid mental health. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up to the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Miss Cat? Hi, Clifford. How are things in Teaneck, New Jersey? <laughs> things are pretty good. I've had some love clients this week. It seems to be a theme. Love clients. Huh, interesting. I've been having um, a lot of uh, clients who have love issues. I've been doing a lot of readings on hoodoo psychics as well as through air. And it's kind of split 50-50, changing career because of COVID or, I mean, basically because of COVID one way or another, Mm. changing career and love, and in some cases, both at once. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's been my um, thing. A lot of people um, dealing with this rather unpleasant T-square between Uranus opposed to Mars and square Saturn, but the square Saturn. This has been um, getting on a lot of people's nerves, uh, to put it mildly. And the um, Uranus stands for sudden changes. And so there's these, yes, I'm leaving my job in the financial sector and starting an Etsy jewelry shop. Will it work? <laughs> and, um, you know, things like that. Or um, I broke up with my boyfriend, and at first I wanted to beg him back, and now I just want another boyfriend. A lot of abrupt changes. So that's what I've been seeing. I've been working on my patreon pages this one is going to be an interesting one i have to get it ready by midnight tonight to meet my deadline of the 21st this is um some folklore collected in 1899 at the hampton normal school which is now hampton university uh, from an african-american woman who recounts the hoodoo and conjure of her childhood starting when she was eight years old and this is stuff that, you know, is really a nice glimpse mm-hmm. back into the the growth of hoodoo and the post-Civil War era and how it was practiced in the 1880s and early 1890s. So I hope everyone who's a patron will like that. Patrons get one-year advance look at these pages and 
Nagashiva, up until the moment that he started laying out the radio show, was busy clipping out public domain images of crickets and grasshoppers. Mm. You're, you're all in for a surprise with this one. It's called <laughs> Hoodoo Secrets from 1899. So there you go. Um, anyway, that's what I've been doing. How about you, Conjureman? What's in your world? Oh, it's uh, it's been a, a busy world, uh, certainly. Lots of uh, weird shit in the world is going on, too. Uh, this has been one of those kind of months that you kind of look back on. And I, Kat and I were talking about this. This entire year has been so funky, but so different from last year. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were really optimistic that 2021 was going to be fantastic and, and great because 2020 was so miserable. But 2021 was just as funky and weird. I mean, we have more COVID deaths in 2021 than we did last year. And I think mm-hmm. people forget that. So that's been, I mean, I've had one of the things that I really have to deal with with clients is the fact that they're, they're in mourning. Some of them are dealing with the fact that family members have passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of that component of mourning is something that we really haven't contended with as a as a public, as a society, as a you know other major tragic events have had collective mourning that have brought people together, uh, and and those type of mourning rituals are very important spiritually for people, and we quite we don't really have that with COVID right now that commemoration that reality that seven hundred thousand people. Um, have passed away from this, have died from this. Um, yeah. And again, this this goes back to uh, way, way back when Kat and I were talking about when this thing, before this thing even took off, we said over a million, we said it's going to be close to a million. Um, that was mm-hmm. back when, when people were like, no, this thing is going to be fine, we'll blow over, it's just going to stay in China. And yet here we are. <laughs> but also like this weird, this year was so weird in that the first six months, like from January till about June, I would say, felt like like a hundred years. January alone was a hundred years long. <laughs> yeah. and, and then we and then we hit September, and something happened. It went September, October, whatever, just 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 through. And we're now at the end of the year. It went by so fast the last few months. So it's been so bizarre in that regards. But the thing that really struck at me is, and I thought was kind of one of those like. Wow, talk about literal. Uh, as Mars is in Scorpio, so Egypt is currently suffering through a massive horrific storm uh, last week, which brought out scorpions in the droves that stung hundreds of people and killed like a dozen. It's like literal scorpions. <laughs> they had a, they had a plague of scorpions. And I kind of went, how, oh, my God. Freaking biblical. Wow. I know. I was like, "Oh God, oh God, babe. this is this is a straight up Moses Ten Plague stuff." <laughs> oh, no. So I saw this and I was like, "I have to bring this up on the radio show." Where I mean, we but we're having plagues of scorpions in 2021. So That's definitely amazing. leaving this year in in a you know in style, we'll say. <laughs> well, I also have to note that, um, and I've mentioned this before, I've been watching this little volcano explode on yes, the Palma yes, Island the off the coast of Africa. Oh, my God. So everyone thought it was over. It was just down to a little bit of poofs of steam. And it's and still going. Huh? Oh, it's so cute. And all of a sudden, it just started pouring forth lava with the consistency of maple syrup 
in oh, which wow. were floating boulders. If you could imagine maple syrup floating across your living room floor with toast floating in it, toast, okay? So these giant boulders are going down. It's, I'm mesmerized. It's crazy. And the little volcano that could has been upgraded from a VEI two to a VEI three, which is, oh, wow. I think it's volcanic eruptivity index. And, um, of course, it's burying more people's houses and more banana plantations. And this oh, this golden syrupy, really, it doesn't look like lava. Like, if you've seen lava, this ain't that lava. This, this ain't your Iceland lava. This isn't your Hawaii lava. This is your liquid lava flash flood. And this really going crazy. on now at least for a month, more than a month. Oh no, no, now, no, no. Right? We're, I think we're at day sixty-three. I mean, no, no, we're not. We're 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 well okay. past that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this well is, past a month. Okay. This is this is insane. So anyway, if, you know, tune on a far TV, A F A R TV. You want feed one? It's at YouTube. Feed one is not always the best visuals, but it has the uh, only moderated chat in English. Drop by, say hi. I'm there pretty much all the time. I've, it's just been so funny to find, you know, friends and neighbors who are watching the volcano. So that's my other little thing. I just sit there and watch the, the lava. But it's so strange because before we had fountains and boulders and all this other stuff. Now we've got this weird liquid lava. So, yeah, lots of Mars action with that one and lots of Mars action with the um, scorpions, needless to say. Yeah, it's uh, so, crazy it's been it's been a it's been a year for weather we'll say yeah i mean well mars and scorpio what what more would you want but exploding volcanoes and plagues of scorpions right i mean come on if i was writing the weekly astrology column wouldn't i mention that doesn't get more literal than that it doesn't it sure doesn't okay well geez um i could talk astrology with you all day ali you and i have somewhat similar uh, training and teaching and backgrounds, and so we we can bounce that ball back and forth endlessly. So today, and this is very appropriate for COVID times, we're going to have a panel discussion on root work as an aid to mental health, and our guest is going to be our wonderful former announcer, who was our announcer for many years, much beloved, the man with the golden voice from Nebraska, Papa Newt. Hi, Papa Newt. Welcome, Hi, Papa Newt. How are you? Hi. Um, you know your voice just has its own fandom, right? I yes, it's 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 a bit weird, but I I I am I appreciate it. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> There are there are fan, Papa Newt voice fan clubs all around the country. <laughs> the dulcet tones of Papa Newt. <laughs> I know, and I get that even in person. Uh, I, I I get either clients or if I'm working in the store, uh, I get that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you've made a real impact on this show and and um, brought it a long way from where it was to where it is now. We much appreciate you. The store that Papa Newt is referring to, why don't you give them a shout-out and plug, okay? Oh, certainly. This is the uh, Next Millennium Bookstore here in Omaha, uh, MagicalOmaha.com. 
and I'm there almost, gosh, it seems like a lot. I'm, I'm always seems to be there, but <laughs> doing readings or just helping out and helping customers find their treasures and, and needs. Well, there you go. So you can find Papa Newt in person. If you journey to Omaha, you can find Papa Newt online at? At papanewt.com or at themagicalomaha.com for the stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Papanute.com. Okay, so you're bringing us the topic of root work as an aid to mental health. And I'm going to, you know, as usual, start with a little intro to this topic. Mental health is something that often consider beyond the purview of folk magic. And I started off by mentioning that I was working on a Patreon page that deals with... um, 19th century hoodoo. And I actually am going to read you 19th century hoodoo. This was written by an unknown woman who was a a student teacher. In other words, she was going to Hampton Normal School to get her teaching certificate. And she contributed this, and it's one of three things that that I'm working on for Patreon. I'm going to read it. When I was 16 years old, I entered a terrible state of mind, which caused my life to be nothing but misery. Some said that I was crazy and kept an eye on me all the while, that I might not do them harm. I never lost my senses so that I did not know myself, but I was filled with all kinds of evil notions, something like this. While I would go to the well, I would either contemplate jumping in or run from the image in the water. I feared a sharp knife. If I took one in my hand, I would hasten to put it down and run. I disliked to go to church to hear the preacher because I did not think that he knew what he was talking about. I felt angry with every cause which resulted in my being in this world. I know I was not lazy, but my employment was unpleasant. My mother was anxious about me all the while and was advised to consult a root doctor in the matter, which she did, and found that the crafty hand had been at work for me. Here is how he found out who tricked me. He took a clean sheet of paper. Well, I'm going to skip this part because this is this is where he does the divination. But he took a clean sheet of paper and he did a very interesting divination with paper. And he said that the trick had been caused by a young man who had wanted to marry me, saw no chance for it, and was afraid that someone else would get me. This story made my mother feel very hopeful for my recovery. The root doctor put in a bottle a little water and a few drops of something simple. And I think she means an herb extract. For there was not much taste to it. And advised me to take five drops three times a day. I got well in a few days. In other words, this was a root doctor who cured her mental illness with some herbal extract or tincture in water. And you could say it was a medical cure, but the root doctor is also talking about doing divination to find out how she was found out who tricked me. So this is the blending of what I would call conventional psychiatric or psychotherapeutic medicine with root doctoring. And I just thought you all would enjoy that. That was written in 1899, probably. The woman, yeah, isn't that cool? The woman um, who tells the story probably was in her 20s when she was at Hampton Normal. So as much as, as, as early as 1889, maybe 1893, something like that. 
All right, now I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. So you know, by the way, what I'm trying to get at here is that you know, all of you now know, that Hoodoo has a long history of dealing with mental illness. It's not something that was just made up on the spot. All right, take it away, Papa Newt. All right. Well, and one thing I will always, I, you know, I was because recently I've been getting um, quite a few clients that have been showing signs of distress, and I uh, always will start off with, especially with a talk like this, and and while there are spiritual means and and such to aid us, but I am going to also make sure to and strongly encourage that no matter what, make sure that you are going to a medical professional, that you are taking care of those avenues as well um, as as you take care of your well-being. I always say the spiritual goes hand in hand with the practical or the mundane. So the thing when it comes to um, mental distress that you know we all can experience or go through is is it is important that we find ways both um, practical ways and spiritual ways to help us uh, handle and deal even in times of distress or even when we are um, actually um, experiencing uh, uh, a physical element where our brain is not producing the right chemicals, if you will, or there are certain things of a physical condition that is in, in, in mind so we can um, also take sure, make sure that we can, can um, handle our lives as, as well. And I always do encourage people, and now, of course, I'm going to start off with saints, of course. If you need distress, of course, St. Dimphna is fantastic. Uh, we talk about her uh, before on this show numerous times. But I also wanted to kind of mention that um, bringing in those spiritual aids as we take care of ourselves, but also like uh, the apparition of Mary, of or the Our Lady of Lourdes, um, is a one that has been a beneficial uh, benefit of, of, of of aiding in, in spiritual needs, but also even in, when we have certain aspects of it, uh, addiction, because uh, that can be uh, an aspect as well, be it uh, dr- drugs or alcohol. The uh, blessed uh, uh, Matt Talbot is another uh, aid to bring in these, these elements as well. But we can also work with herbs, work with roots to aid us, such as like eucalyptus is a wonderful um, herb to to help cast off evil influences, to help keep our mind uh, uh, clear, uh, working with like uh, marjoram in those times of sadness, and even working with, uh, uh, gosh, I do love uh, Working with with uh, uh, even if, if we're working with a stone like the Apache tears, just because you can hold that up to the light, even in these times of sorrow, and you can still see a, just a little bit of light uh, appearing through. And this is a nice reminder of of you know that even though we are having these troubled times, we can you know get through the other side. And it also makes me think of oh gosh, there is a wonderful. Um, uh, quote from the Bible, and I had it wrote down. I'm trying to find it here real quick. Um, da, 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 da. Bear with me real quick. Dark, dark, dark. You know, I will find it here in a moment because I just had it, and it was just brilliant. Um, da, 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 da. I am so sorry, you all. Here we go. John 1, uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 5 
and I like to say this while I, when I have my times of sorrow, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Hmm. These little like things, these little like things are to help aid us as we deal and handle our, our, our well-being and, and taking those actions. So uh, that's just some things to start off. What else do you guys have? Well, I, I want to go back to this idea. You mentioned some herbs. And by the way, Apache tears are wonderful for sorrow. I agree with that. Um, and Cliff Lowe in the chat uh, says also lapis lazuli for melancholy and um, very often prescribed in medieval times, and that is true too. I want to go back to this 1899 woman. What she's describing is depression with suicidal ideation. Wouldn't you guys say so? That seems like what she's, you know. Yeah. Describing, we don't know what caused it. The root doctor diagnosed something having to do with a young man and um, a, a, a relationship that didn't work out. Which she says that made her mother feel hopeful for her recovery that it was an external source. But what he gave her, we don't know. What was the, what did the root doctor put in the bottle? And there are many. Um, herbs which have uh, what we might call calmative and sedative properties that won't knock you out. There are also herbs that have um, euphoric properties, and there are also herbs that are estrogen enhancers, and that might have helped her as well. We just don't know what what herb it was. Um, There are also testosterone-enhancing herbs, and there are herbs that are... um, tone up the system generally, like caffeine. We don't know what was given, but it shows to me that, that we only wish we had a time machine and could go back and see what the root doctors of old were prescribing, because this man did it, and she got well from suicidal ideation. You know, we're talking about someone who might have been 5150 if she was walking down the street. You know, she'd be put in for observation. And in a few days, she's all better. The end. So remember that root work claims to cure and does cure. I think that's what I want to take away from from this. Yeah, it does yeah, cure. That's it. Yeah, that's a really, really crucial point there. And I think um, it needs to be emphasized that what's fascinating about root work and the tradition of conjure is that probably more than any other form of spiritual practice and magical work, it is comfortable with the idea of mental health and does intersect with mental health. Um, it does accept that mental health is a is an issue that needs to be addressed. In many ways, anthropologists have called a root doctor the poor man's psychologist, the poor man's therapist, mm-hmm. the poor man's doctor. Um, and there's a reason for that, that up until relatively recently, and even to this day, therapy is inaccessible for a lot of people, either because it doesn't quite fit with their worldview or economically they can't quite afford it. So... For a long period of time, the root doctor fulfilled that role, and mental health was one of the things that they did address. We can see that even in the way that magic was prescribed. So you would have things like doctors prescribe, root doctors prescribing mojo bags, baths, tinctures, teas, these type of spiritual remedies, but also regime changes 
this is again something yes. really kind of iconic of of hoodoo. You don't often see, for example, someone from the Golden Dawn saying, "All right, be sure to clean your room while you're doing this cleansing bath." <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. quite have that same understanding of regime and lifestyle changes. But if you ever have gone to a traditional root doctor and they're like, "All right," I need you to cleanse your house. That cleanse of the house isn't just walking around the room with some sage. It's a literal mm-hmm. cleaning of your house. You're washing the floors, but you're also throwing out the trash, and you're, you're cleaning up the – you're literally physically cleaning your house. This is the same with, with uh, mental health. You know, for example, if someone is struck by melancholia, um, they prescribe things like teas and oils and baths, but they also prescribe things like walks. Mm-hmm. Going outside, like this is something that I saw growing up, particularly in Virginia and Conjure, where um, root doctors in particular still very much fulfill the role of, of therapist. Um, mm-hmm. And so you, you definitely saw this understanding that, that mental health was part of holistic health, that spiritual health, mental health, and physical health were all interwoven with one another. And mm-hmm. that what you were experiencing, whether physically or mentally, could be caused by something spiritual. At the mm-hmm. same time, voodoo is also one of the few traditions that is very comfortable saying that thing that's happening right now, it may just be a self-jinx, it may be a problem, but you're not being cursed. They don't see curses in everything. Not everybody is an enemy sending crossed conditions your way. Sometimes you just need to make sure you take your medicine. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to make sure that you go and see that doctor. So there's a, there's a level of comfort of saying, look, we do need to diagnose that everything that you're experiencing is caused by a spiritual malady. Um, where I think hoodoo and, and mental health do differ is what Ms. Kat just mentioned, in that there is a sort of language within contemporary mental health practices um, that doesn't really focus on recovery but coping or developing strategies of dealing with. And so there is never mm-hmm. really an issue of, of curing in, in contemporary mental health. And this is sometimes something that can clash with other world views um, and mm-hmm. other spiritual practices, the idea that you have to spend the rest of your life going to therapy, right? You never actually mm-hmm. quite heal, but you, you're, you, know, you, get, you get better. You develop strategies for addressing whatever that problem is, but you're going to spend the next 10 years in, in therapy. Hoodoo does come from a much more we can cure, we can help, we can address, we can make this. So there is a little bit of a clash there with some contemporary understandings of mental health in terms of recovery and in terms of hoodoo. But the hoodoo doctors have always been comfortable with their medical counterparts, always mm-hmm. been comfortable with their medical counterparts. So I tell clients very upfront that if they are suffering from, from a spiritual condition that is causing mental health experiences, whether it's suicidal ideation or deep depression or or anger problems or whatnot, that I can address the spiritual components, that I can assist in the mental health recovery, but it's essential that they also seek out a therapist, that you need to have more than one expert work with you, that I cannot cure at all but they, they need other help as well. In the same way that if a person comes to me and they've been crossed and that crossed condition has now produced a, a, a heart problem for them, that I can address the spiritual condition and it will improve the heart condition, but they also need to make sure that they go and take a doctor and take their baby aspirin and, and whatnot in order to ensure that the physical side is helped. So this is about seeing hoodoo as complementary 
to mental health regimes and therapy rather than as a replacement for it. And that has a very long and robust tradition uh, within Conjure. Yeah, I, I want to say something, too. I agree with this absolutely about a blending um, medical and magical work, and especially where, since we're talking about mental health, especially where there is either a hormonal or a genetic factor in mm-hmm. the mental health issue, those have to be addressed on the you know chemical, neurological, whatever level. And the the strongest part of root work is dealing with attack, defense from attack in these mm-hmm. cases. Now, in some don't understand, they think, oh, you're just paranoid, you know, you think you're being attacked. Attack can take many forms, as we see, for instance, in the study of the evil eye. This woman who wrote this story in 1899, her own word for it was a crazy spell. Now, she means spell here, not in the sense of a magic spell, but a spell of time, a crazy period Mm -hmm. in her life. She had a breakdown, right? And this was caused by a young man who, for whatever reason, did not end up with her and was jealous of her future. She was going to go on to be a teacher. He was not going to go in that direction, is how I read her story. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about um, an end to a mental illness problem, we're talking about a problem that may be caused by an attack. And the attack might be from a a colleague, a friend, a disappointed lover, someone who has been offended in some way, jealousy, the evil eye, those things can be cured. But there are other parts of mental illness which are what I would call chronic, and Mm -hmm. those probably need management. And root root work can be used for management, but it's not its strongest point. Root work is best at dealing with acute problems, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people with mental illness who settle into, for instance, a regime of um, cleansing and, and healing baths and so forth. Mm-hmm. But just as those same people tend to drop their therapists and stop taking their meds, they'll also stop their root work very often. Yeah. Yeah, but if absolutely. it's an acute onset mental health crisis, root work is brilliant at at dealing with that, sometimes in yep. combination with medication. So I I urge my students to understand the difference between chronic mental health problems and acute onset. Situational depression, for instance, yes. um, suicidal ideation caused by a disappointing love affair, that type of thing. And yep. those things, the root doctor really shines and... Um, Nagashiva in the chat pointed out a book that I kind of updated and co-wrote called This Amazing Book, A Hoodoo Urban Root Medicine Opens the Door to Better Health. This is a book that was written originally in the 40s by someone who went to the name of Sunray Products. They were an herb dealer. Don't know their real name. They they lived in uh, Wisconsin, of all places. And they wrote this wonderful little book on the use of herbs in medicine. And I loved it. It just was so concise and great. So mm-hmm. I updated it. I wrote an intro. I wrote an outro. I wrote some other stuff. I added a couple of this and that and the other. Nagashiva added beautiful illustrations of some of the herbs. And we keyed it 
to my other book, Who Do Urban Root Magic, so that if an herb has a medical use, you could then see it would give a page number and you can go find its magical use and see how they're related. Mm, so yeah, yeah. that that book will help people who want to do old school root doctoring where you're actually making medicines for people, extracts and tinctures, and prescribing those as well as root work. Because the same herb that might be used for a mojo can also be possibly used in a tea or the extract in water or in tea. So these are things that are part of the repertoire of any professional root doctor. They need to know the medical uses of the herbs. And likewise, going back to those Apache tears that Papa Newt mentioned, the medical uses of stones and the spiritual uses of stones are an important part of the doctor's bag, too. Minerals mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. kinds. Everybody who studies hoodoo for more than five minutes knows that lodestones draw and attract what you want, right? <laughs> um, because I've probably written that a hundred times. And but there are so many more stones. So I'd also like to um, recommend John Saint Germain's book, Crystal Magic, mm-hmm. and he uh, talks in there and gives lists of. Common stones, not fancy gemstones, but common semi-precious and, and, and common rocks that are used for um, medical magical purposes. And as Clifford said in the chat, some of these go back to medieval era and even earlier. So, uh, for instance, the use of calcite to attract water goes back to ancient prehistorical times. So we, mm. we know these things from you know archaeological digs. So... If you put these things together, the natural world of natural medicine and natural magic, you'll have a real start in dealing with mental health crises. Okay. Yeah, now I want to turn. I, I want to turn this a little sideways now, because many root doctors complain about having to deal with mentally ill clients. Can I get a, a witness here? Yeah. 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 We've all gone. Oh no. This person is horribly mentally ill and they are bugging me because they come to me under guise of, you know, broken heart or whatever. But the Mm -hmm. story begins to spin out of control and it becomes pretty obvious that we're dealing with a real high degree of mental illness. You know, now it turns out that they're stalked by demonic lawyers who have... Does that ring a bell? Anyone remember the demonic lawyers? I'm sure you all do. Right, right. Well, I'll go, yep, yep, yep. Um, They're stalked by demonic lawyers, and they have been seen riding on dinosaurs with glass shards aimed at their third eye. And who was riding the dinosaur? Why, none other than our dear conjurman. Um, So we have um, dealt with some mentally, I mean, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but I'm saying we've dealt with some people who are chronically mentally ill and try to take the root doctor sideways. Does that make sense? They come in Mm -hmm. under the guise of, I lost custody of my children. And again, I'm speaking of someone I think we all know. I lost custody of my children. And you're like, oh my God, how can I help you? Especially if you're a woman like me. How can I help you? Oh, you poor thing. And then it begins to unravel, and we found out that they lost custody of their children 25 years ago due to Mm. satanic, demon-worshipping lawyers, right? Mm -hmm. And 
uh, and that Romanian whore. And it's, it, it becomes very obvious we're dealing with a mentally ill person who has schizoaffective disorder or schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And this is important to talk about, not because it is so common. It's no more common than the occurrence of schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder in any mm-hmm. setting. But as a root doctor, and I speak here to the people who listen to the show, who want to improve their root doctoring skills, who might want to become professional root doctors, might want to join who do psychics or air, we have to be here to tell you there are some mental health patients you will not be able to deal with. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah it comes with this, the nature this is of really our work. very important to, to point that out. I mean, you're going to get people who reach out to you because they're they're lost, they're tr- they're searching, they're trying to find something. And some people you can you can help people who have mental health problems like that you can address. You can say there is a mental health problem here. We can help you know with some spiritual aspects, but you also need to go and and sometimes that's that's difficult to do when you do a reading for a client right and it comes down to whether you're ethical and honest or not you know a client comes to you and talks about you know this, this ancient demon called Sekhmet attacking and you go Sekhmet's an Egyptian mm-hmm. god right <laughs> uh, yeah. but you, pull, you pull out you pull the cards or you, you cast a chart or you uh, you know throw the bones or whatnot and you go yeah I don't see any demon there it's very mm-hmm. tempting to ascribe all of our ills to demons and monsters mm-hmm. and ghouls and ghoulies, right? Uh, particularly in, uh, our enemies, secret enemies that conspire against us. Uh, it helps to give order to the chaos in our lives, to, to describe it. Right. And sometimes it is true. We all <laughs> we work in the spiritual world. The demons are real. They're there. The forces are there. They're there. Even evil sorcerers mm-hmm. are there. That's all there. It's true. It, had, it can happen. But it's generally far rarer than people realize it is. Um, far rare. And so it's, you have to be able to be honest with the client and go, yes, you're, you're clearly suffering. No one doubts your suffering. The cause of your suffering isn't an ancient demon from Mesopotamia that's been following you for 25 years. It's that you need mental health support. Mm-hmm. You need to be on medication. You need to be seeking out a therapist, and I can help you so that you can build a regime in that regard. I can light healing lights. I can light uh, lights that will draw for you a healer and protector and a guide, a therapist that you can need. I can give you a mojo bag that can help with health, but at the end of the day, you also need to be talking to a therapist. That that conversation is a very difficult conversation to have, but you need to be able to have it if you're a doctor. So don't take up the cause of being a root doctor. Don't put up your shingle if you're unwilling to be honest with people. If everybody for you is a potential client that you can make money off of, and so everything is a demon that you can have somehow exercise and cleanse and whatnot. Sometimes mm-hmm. you say, this is, not, this is mm-hmm. not within my hands. I'm not thinking of a couple of well-known friends. Exactly, mm-hmm. right. So you kind of go, this is not within... I can't help you here, but I know that I can get you some help or I can encourage you to get some help. So what my truth can help you. And sometimes you have to also recognize your own limitation, that no matter what you say, what wisdom you give them, just like there are going to be clients in reconciliation cases that you're like, yeah, this ain't going to work and they won't believe you. 
there are going to be clients that you tell them, hey, you're not crossed. This is a situation where you need to seek out a mental health professional who will not believe you, and you can't break through to them. And you need to be compassionate as best as you can and, and, and also recognize your limitations and also be ready for the fact that sometimes you yourself will be drawn into whether they're having delusions of persecution or or whatnot, you may be drawn into that. Suddenly you're part of the satanic conspiracy that's been working against them for 25 years. So be mindful of this, that this our work does attract a, a large number of people that can be suffering from or experiencing or dealing with mental health problems to work compassionately, work ethically, and work honestly. Not everybody, yes. not everybody is experiencing demonic possessions and whatnot, and you need to stop telling people that they are. The number of times that the, the people who come to me often as a sort of last resort, you know, the conjure special forces, right? Like, <laughs> I, we, I've been gone to everybody else and nobody can help me. Can you help me? And I go, I'm more than happy to. Then I pull out the divination. I'm like, I'm sorry, you've been lied to by those other root workers. You're not mm-hmm. experiencing some crazy demon that's been haunting you. You're dealing with a mental health problem. And mm-hmm. the good news is you can address this. Sometimes that works, and sometimes people are able to say, okay, great, let's, how do we move forward from here? And other times, like, I don't believe you. I was told this was a demon, and I believe it is a demon or it's a whatnot. So this is is, a difficult position to be in. Yeah, this is a side. This is a sidelight that needs to be mentioned. Now, going yeah. back to the cases that we can work on, because I think that's kind of where we really want to, um, you know, get back to that. I was asked in the chat by Dr. Sweets, are the medical herbs used in hoodoo more influenced by Native American herbs or Chinese herbal medicine? Well, that's an interesting question. Lately, Chinese traditional um, medicine has made a great expansion out of the Asian community. However, mm-hmm. one of the things that is true of Native American herbs is that they were commonly used by African American practitioners who had been brought from Africa as enslaved people and had no access to African herbs that they knew to be effective. But one of the wonders of the breakup of Pangaea, the once sole continent on Earth, is that plants existed before the breakup of Pangaea and also plant pollen and and seeds float around the air and they go through the water and they go on the backs of little swimming animals and God knows there are analog plants for most plants in Asia, Eurasia, Europe, um, Africa, South America, North America. Not all plants have analogs everywhere. And the farther you get from the equator, the more specialized the plants are. So the temperate zones of the United States have a panoply of plants that also correspond to European and also Asian plants. So that is your mm-hmm. answer, Dr. Sweets, in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, I hope. Yes, yes. And there's, there's also a variety of different uh, practices and techniques that are just kind of unique to hoodoo itself. While hoodoo does draw from a variety of different traditions, so I'll, I'll give one that I've, I've seen work before. Um, I've seen lodestones work two ways that are related to mental health or, or in some way, shape, or form. Um, and this is kind of interesting because you don't often think of lodestones in this way. You only think of lodestones as attract money and, and jobs and, and love and whatnot. But I've, been, I've seen one, for example, in a uh, conjure tradition from North Carolina, uh, placing a lodestone next to a bed in order to deal with uh, bad sleep, specifically bad dreams. 
Uh, and so the idea is that the person is dealing with not a spiritual condition and when someone is sending evil dreams to them, but ongoing uh, night terrors, the experience of nightmares, etc., as part of a, a mental health problem. But the lodestone can act as an attractive that in many ways almost filters out the bad dreams. The bad dreams go there, and then once a month they're supposed to wash the lodestone in whiskey, and then they place it back next to the bed in order to draw dreams away. The other is in depressive moods. Uh, lodestones has been used as well as a change in the house. So I saw a root doctor prescribe cleansing of the house. He cleaned the entire house in order to address the sort of ongoing depressive mood so they get in a better place to take their medicines, but also to place a lodestone in the house because the lodestone will, quote, brighten the house. So this is a very interesting, almost solar interpretation of the lodestone. The lodestone was placed in the house somewhere very prominent next to a plant, a living plant, and the job of the individual was to keep the plant alive, to give it some a little bit of holy water, uh, and to feed the lodestone once a month as well, as an ongoing sort of regime of bringing in good health into the house. So two ways that lodestones were used there in, in sort of mental health slash conjure practices. Yeah, and the lodestone by the bedside is very similar to the otherwise well-known um, method of using water or holy water yep. or salt yep. water um, by the bedstand uh, with the 91st Psalm to stop nightmares. Um and that's, you know, it's just similar, just a similar idea. So, uh-oh, total silence. We've run out of topics. No, 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 no. I'm just getting you started. I was just thinking of some of the things that uh, I was mentioning. I was like, oh, I, I know if lodestones work in different ways, but the sleep one, oh, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a proxy technique that mixes the sort of filtering method that Ms. Cat mentioned, which is usually using water, seeds, things like that, next to the bed or under the bed, but also combines it with proxies, which we often find more with dolls, where you draw this thing out to somewhere else rather than you. So the, the lodestone acts as a bit of a proxy, as a magnetic force to draw away the, the nightmare rather than it being coming to you. It goes directly to the... Uh, lodestone. The other thing I want to mention here is uh, healing. When you think of healing, I, I combine a great deal of astrological practice. So I come from the medieval Arabic tradition. Uh, and nowadays we often think of healing as predominantly lunar, as the moon does healing. The moon is all about healing. But traditionally, it's actually the sun that deals particularly with issues that we would today consider mental health problems. So a lot of solar work is is encouraged. Work on Sundays, on the day of the sun, uh, working with solar plants is particularly really good, um, but as well as, as solar energy. I've mentioned this before, and I'll, I'll mention it again, Van Van Oil. It's like a fantastic mm-hmm. one, and an oil that I consider quite solar. Um, and if you, if you, and I've said it, Open up a bottle of Vanvan. Just sniff that thing and see what mm-hmm. it does to your mood. See what it does to a room. Um, particularly if you feel like you need to do a deep cleansing in order to address a depressive mood, Vanvan works really well in this regard. Vanvan in a spritz bottle sprayed around the room can really help clear out those mental cobwebs. Mm-hmm. Right, and okay. make sure you're opening up the windows when you're cleaning your home. Get that sunlight yes. in. Um, 
you know, that's those little things like that. And, you know, for me being in the Midwest, you know, it's, it's starting to get colder. We're soon going to have snow. You know, there's going to be that seasonal whatever depression, you know, because people can't go out and do stuff. But, but even just having your window open or, or at least the wind, sh- uh, the shades open to have that sunlight come in makes a big impact. Yeah, and Jamais in the chat says something, too, about the solar energy and also vitamin D. And yeah. and we know that vitamin mm-hmm. D is yep. extremely important for health, exactly. and, and it is from the sun. You can also, of course, take vitamin D supplements if you wish to. And I recommend everyone does who is over the age of 45 anyway, and everyone with uh, dark skin from, I would say from... Native American on through African should be taking a vitamin D supplements if they live in a northern climate where the sun has short hours during winter because the yeah. the darkness of the skin prevents the um, easy absorption of vitamin D, which is why people who were evolved in northern climates have white skin so they can get all the vitamin D they can during those short winter days. Right. There is a product that is very specifically. There is a a product that's very specifically um, has a history of dealing with mental health in hoodoo. Uh, One that is like it's got a long history. That's Run Devil Run. Run Devil Mm -hmm. Run is one of the older products. It's not very popular these days, unfortunately. But it's one of the older products that was generally used by traditional conjurers to address mental health. In fact, there's a very famous story. Miss Cat probably knows this better than I do. I don't remember who the artist was, but it was a some type of musician. It was either Paul McCartney or Eric Clapton or one of those people. It was Paul McCartney. uh, it was Paul McCartney, that's who it was, who was feeling a depressive mood and went into one of these uh, shops. And the uh, shop owner, the hoodoo doctor, prescribed Run Devil Run for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it worked. It addressed his depressive mood. So Run Devil Run is a very old-timey product that was di- very clearly used in a variety of different mental health conditions uh, and problems. It was it there was the Miller's. He went into Miller's Rexall in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> yes, I knew you knew the details better than of I. Of course, did. I didn't know the details. <laughs> and yeah. there is the Run Double Run Verse James Four Seven. I like to work with when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, Run Double Run products. Uh, submit yourself. Uh, uh, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resp- uh, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. Great. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That is one that I work a lot uh, using those products in any of its form, and it's it's highly recommended. Yeah, really? I also recommend um, um, any type of cleansing that extracts, that draws out. So egg cleansings and candle cleansings are really good here. You want to focus on the head. So if you're dealing with things like negative ideation. Uh, this I also prescribe to clients who may not be suffering from like a chronic mental health problem, but also just things like doubt and anxiety when we're doing root work, right? Like, oh, my God, is he going to call? Is he going to call? And they've like emailed me 65 times in, in a day. And that's when I'm like, all right, so take an egg. I want you to cleanse yourself, 
draw all that doubt out of your mind, out of your heart, out of your soul. This works really, really well, but also it can address things like negative ideation. You can address things like confused mind or fog of the mind. Um, this is this is something that people are going to have to struggle with, particularly with things like long COVID, which does have that fogging of the mind that people are, are sort of struggling with. So, so one of the spiritual remedies for that or an ongoing regime that you could do is candle or egg cleansing and you just circle it around your head uh, both the either the egg or the candle and you call upon it to draw whatever it is out you can draw out sadness you can draw out grief you can draw out doubt you can draw out a confused state draw it out then you burn the candle or you dispose of the egg generally off your property at a tree and and I would say that, that the candle cleansing and the egg cleansing have a hugely uh, complex and long historical basis yep. going back in many places. And in the Middle East, there is cleansing with a spond or esfond or harmal, yep. however you want to call it, um, which is a seed which is um, kind of toasted on charcoal, and it goes pop, 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 and releases uh, smoke or steam, I guess you could say, a vapor, and that is inhaled. And that actually has been chemically um, tested to find out why it works, and it has uh, antidepressants in it. It really actually has antidepressants. And uh, not the most um, easy-to-use antidepressants is MAO inhibitors, which do mean that you can't take alcohol and aged cheese, and there's a little, you know, there's little interactions that that one has. But in a, a, a religion which sort of forbids alcohol, such as Islam, why, that just fits perfectly, doesn't it? It's almost as yeah. if it was designed that way. So try a spawn. <laughs> it really works. And um, among Jews, a similar thing is done with cloves. And you would um, explode cloves on, on charcoal. And these are both used for uh, situational depression. And yeah. especially having to attend a funeral is usually one of the – it's a, tr- a treatment for that. Coming back from a funeral, you want to be esponded. And yes, there are yes. uh, there are many of these herbs that will um, cause your emotions to lift. Two of them, so common and and so overlooked, are coffee and tea. And yes. uh, there have been medical studies that show that women who drink two cups of coffee are half as likely to commit suicide as women who drink no coffee. Mm-hmm. And just think about that for a minute. Two cups of coffee a day, and you have a chance of committing suicide. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. start that coffee now. I mean, you know, just do that now. That will help you. And, um, yeah. you know, there's all these jokes about, I can't, I'm nothing without my coffee, but it actually does work. Now, you can take that then to a root doctoring phase, and there are baths that I have been prescribed mm-hmm. in which you take either coffee grounds that have been used for brewing coffee, in other words, exhausted coffee grounds, or, oh, chocolate also has some of the same kinds of chemicals. You can take um, chocolate husks or hulls, um, coffee husks husks or hulls, and and use them to make a bath tea. And you don't, um, you can drink you know, drink a cup of coffee while you're sitting in your your coffee tea and chocolate bath tea bath. It's pretty. Um, mm, it umps you up, you know. And it those really kinds does. of short-term um, elevator mood elevators will get many people past situational depression if they are given a course of such things that might last for 
either seven days or for two weeks as the moon is growing or whatever it is that they need, you can see how, how ill they are and how long-standing the the uh, effect of the depression has been. One of the things, again, I want to stress this for my students, um, always ask, and don't be afraid to ask, how long has this been going on? Mm-hmm. Ask them, how long have you been feeling this way? Well, I have felt this way for 25 years, and I've been to 700 root doctors, right? You probably aren't going to be the root doctor that cures them. Oh, that's the second yeah. question is, have you seen another reader? Or you don't even have to say root doctor. Have you seen another reader about this, right? And if they say, uh, this has been going on since my grandmother died, and it's been three months, and mm-hmm. no, I haven't been to another reader about this problem, then you know you're getting a client who is... Um, seeking you for help in a um, in a normative way, but yeah. if they come to you like the lady with the twenty five years of demon worshiping satanic lawyers, you know that you're actually dealing with a delusional purpose person. Yeah. So always ask right. that question: How long has this been going on? And you can right. even go further: Was there a start to this? And mm-hmm. may, they may say yes. When I failed my my LSAT, and I, I knew I wouldn't get into law school, and now I don't know what to do. So then, yeah. as as a counselor and helper, you say, would you like root work to help you take that test again and pass it this time? Or would you like my help in finding you find a new career? I mean, that's because you don't want to abandon a person who is in a situational depression. You want to find practical ways for them to get around to what they need to do. And it might be an amulet. A talisman. It might be a mojo bag. It might be baths. I think baths are really good for mental health. Baths, uh, what used to be called the water cure, really, yep. really first rate for mental illness. Yeah. Not not as important in some other form. You know, if someone says, I need more money, money baths, okay, sure, but usually it would be money floor washes at the place of business right. to draw and trade. But the bath is really good for mental illness. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I just wanted to jump in and say uh, the spand has, a, or harmal has actually a little invocation that goes with it. You don't have to use it. Uh, just yes. burning harmal itself is fantastic and kind of can really cleanse a house. It's particularly good for the evil eye. It also removes like things like jinn and whatnot. But you got to use it carefully because the jinn are. In other traditions, they say the jinn are actually attracted to harmal. Um, of course, they, they love it. It's it, 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 a very good cleansing. Uh, uh, incense and fumigation, but if you're interested in the in the chant, it's very very easy. It's band balaban barashoy nachband. So now you have it in the archive. Listen to it back uh, and and memorize it. Very short, very sweet, uh, and it's a really cleansing uh, you know invocation with that harmony. I, I also I have it's a on web the page. Yeah, it's yes, on the Aspond page. Maybe Shiva can put that through. I have it in two forms. Um, a a kind of a Farsi version and a more classical Arabic version. Um, yes, I and, remember we, we talked about it while you were translating it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Many and years it, ago. It, yeah, many years ago. And it calls upon uh, King Nagshband, and it also banishes what's called the, the empty eye or the eye of nothingness, that being the evil eye. And so yes. there you go. Um, yes, yes. All right. I wanted to also One throw real in quick. honey. Honey is really good for, for things oh, like this. Oh, honey. Yes, honey is wonderful. 
um, a drop of honey under the tongue or on the tongue is yep. a very good mood lifter for children who are struggling. Just saying. Just, you know, dip your finger into the honey, tell the child, open your mouth, lick my finger. Or you can give them a spoon, a little tiny demi-tasse spoon. You don't want to give them too much. A demi-tasse spoon has brought many a child out of a screaming fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> honey is a remarkable curative. There's whole books on that. Well, that was our music. Wow. Um, we've touched on so amazing many different... Uh, yeah, this is an amazing show. We've touched on so many aspects of hoodoo and mental health. And um, go back and listen to it a second time because you're going to find things that that you didn't catch the first time around. All right. Now it's going to be time for our reading, and we're going to take this away to Cliff Lowe. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by that Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client today is Doc Murphy, uh, calling from area code 651. Doc Murphy, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you wonderfully. Uh, You've indicated you have had readings in this situation before. Yes, during the Hoodoo Heritage Festival with Miss Cat. Superb. Okay. And what you wrote was, my love to our root work uh, movement had been greatly, uh, gently steady and pleasant despite our long distance. Communication was regular, conversations were long, and generally things were okay. I'd suggested traveling either way to visit sometime, and he's not opposed. We're just both balancing busy lives right now, and now it's been radio silence for a few weeks. I'm wondering what happened, what's going on in his end, and how to tweak root work to get him back in touch with me regularly again. Hmm. All right, let's see. Turning it over to you, Miss Cat. All right. Um, and so I know ab- I know about this situation, and I'm going. So I'm going to uh, do the first reading here. Um, I like this st- sentence. I'd suggested traveling either way to visit sometime, and he's not opposed. We're just both balancing busy lives right now. Okay, so that is. A real danger, danger, danger sentence to me as a root doctor. There was a moment, and the moment has passed because neither of you took the initiative. I mean, balancing busy lives may have taken precedence. If you read the book Down Home Sex Magic that I wrote. There's a portion in the back of it where Nagashiva and I worked out a kind of an arrangement between ourselves about how to prioritize sex and love in a relationship. And there was a whole series of things. I compressed it for the book. But one of the things was if the choice is eating or fucking, choose fucking. If the choice is fighting or fucking, <laughs> choose fucking. If the cha- oh, you're choice such a is I love you. going to the movies or fucking, <laughs> choose fucking. 
and this list is quite long, but you get the idea. We put a couple of them in the book. Um, mm-hmm. it, that list is as long as, you know, if the choice is putting stamps in your stamp album or fucking, choose fucking. Right? <laughs> okay. So, Doc Murphy, that ship might have sailed is what I'm saying. When you didn't choose fucking, something might have um, gone sideways. Okay. Now, that was just spoken as a person of great experience who has sometimes forgotten to choose fucking, much to my regret, and then went, what was I thinking? I could have had a fuck, and has to, you know, remediate that as quickly as possible. I tried. (laughs) I get that. I get that. 600 miles away, I tried. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad you tried. So let's look at three cards here and see what happens. And we're gonna we're looking at what root work can be done. But I want to see if root work can be done. What might it be? Okay. Uh, card number one is a rather unfortunate card. It's the Four of Pentacles. This is the little king who's lost his castle, his throne, his courtiers are sitting on a park bench, huddled up. Kind of the the mood is down. There's a gray sky. He's on a stage with the city, uh, you know, on a painted backdrop behind him. He's clutching his busy lives, I guess you could say, his career, his money, whatever. He's he's feeling very down. And this, I believe, since you're female and this other person is male, correct? Yes. Yeah. So this is him. And I'm thinking that he he has with he's drawing himself up to hold on to what he's got but it's all introspective it's on stage it is not a card of much outreach for sure and his radio silence seems to come from a standpoint of depression loss and unhappiness okay the next card is yucky it's the Ten of Wands. This is him again. This is a man, and he is struggling, carrying these Ten Wands, trying to get to a home. But again, it's on stage. So this is introspective. It's not actually happening. He's trying to do something, or claims he's trying to do something. He's overwhelmed with work. He's exhausted. Things are too much for him. And again, not a very good uh, card, just not showing a lot of energy um, left, he's 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 reached a certain turning point, and the third card is not a good card either. I'm not really getting uh, some. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I could tell you, hey, this is all going to be super groovy, cool. The third card is another wand card, and this is the nine of wands. So now he is uh, has a bit of looking backward with a sort of a, a frightened look. He, there's something going on. Something has re-stimulated um, a moment from his past that might have been less than optimum. He's looking warily at the situation. A man who keeps radio silence for two weeks is a man who is either masturbating, watching porn, or has another girlfriend. Okay, that's... Right? I mean, what are we talking about here? There's no reason for him to be, because the average man has sex or has an orgasm uh, uh, twice a week. And as they get older, it might be once a week. But he's not that old. 
And and so what's he when he feels horny? Why isn't he on Skype or Zoom with you? Right? I mean, what's wrong? Something's wrong. So uh, that means he's he's withdrawn. And these cards don't show anything really great. They show that possibly you could do candle magic because we have so many wands. Um, that kind of is not the news I would have liked to have given you, but it's just the three cards dealt right off the top of the, you know, after I shuffled. And it says to me, and all of these are him too, not you. So I think his radio silence is his problem. And I don't see a way to get him back. He's not, I mean, I'm not even getting one of the knights who says, yes, I'm on my way. I'm not getting any of that. So, um, uh, Let's turn this over to Papa Newt for a reading. Hello, Doc Murphy. How are you? Well, after that news, not so great, but, you know, I'm... <laughs> yeah, right. And I I have my uh, Marseille cards, and I'm reading with the, the majors, and the very first card I looked down, and before uh, Miss Cat was talking, I was like, oh, no, it is the hermit, and here he's walking away from the Wheel of Fortune. You know, the, somebody has to be on that top in that wheel, you know. The, the wheel goes up, the wheel goes down, but here it's like we missed our opportunity of of really solidifying or actually building something more here. Uh, so I, and then the last card I have is of the moon showing that this is this is going to be in the past. Things, you know, the moon is starting to wane away. It's like this. You you both missed your opportunities, whether it is his problem or whatnot. I don't really see things getting turned back um, or having another chance with this person. Um, I do apologize, dear. All right. What were, tell me again what yours cards were. I want to put them in the chat log. Yes, uh, the Hermit, Will of Fortune, uh-huh. and the Moon. Oh but my! The gosh. Hermit is just walking away from that Will uh-huh. of Fortune. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. And the Moon is interesting to me because in, I'm using the Rider White deck rather than the Marseille. Uh, the Moon is being watched by a dog and a wolf, and that indicates mental. Um, instability between happy, happy, friendly, I'm here, I'm your little puppy, and get away from me, I'm your wolf, right? Right? So it's not such a good card for mental stress. It kind of indicates difficulties in that regard. And uh, my gosh, the hermit also is another one of those cards. You know, nobody wants to see the hermit in a love reading. Ryan but, being the first card, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So um, this is, uh, these are, um, uh, we're not, I want to make it really clear because we're friends. Uh, and and um, Doc Murphy is a good friend of mine through the Internet. I don't want to be beating you up in front of anybody. I don't want you to think that anyway we've said, hey, it's your fault you missed this opportunity. But I, I am saying, I know. but I, but I'm saying that the opportunity was missed through lack of um, what's the word I want to say forwardness, lack of forward movement, and it seems to me that even if this person were to be drawn back, what you're going to find is a person who chooses other things over fucking. Now, if you also choose other things off of over fucking, then 
great. Y'all can be, you know, like Emily Dickinson and you can all, you know, write poetry in your attic. And that's, you know, a possibility. There are relationships not based on on fucking. I'm just saying it's it's a pretty common basis for why people want to get together. They want, you know, full body contact. So um, I'm going to just say that you've learned, maybe learn a lesson from this. Don't if someone says, "Oh, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to meeting sometime." Mm. That's not the answer. I'm not opposed to meeting. It should be, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's move heaven and earth to do it. I'll call in sick to my job, right? Let's meet halfway at a motel. I'll bring the wine and you bring the roses. Whatever floats your boat. I mean, that's where you should mm-hmm. be when you're in that upsurge of hormonal desire." course not everyone's like that all right i'm going to turn this over to conjurman and um, he's going to give you some root work advice yeah i'm Thank you. happy to do so uh doc murphy i should tell you that they don't feel like it's the end of all um there's there he may appear back again i actually think because uh Venus is going to be going into retrograde very soon. And generally when Venus goes into retrograde, people who went away come back. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a chance to fix everything, but there may be some chance for closure. There may be some chance for some communication. So bear that in mind. When did he disappear, if you don't mind me asking? Um, His last phone call to me was uh, Tuesday. It'll be three weeks. It It was shortly after Salon. He was very active okay. communicating with me over Salon, over Halloween, and then he just sort of stopped responding. Okay, gotcha. So this roughly corresponds also with Venus's retrograde into, into Capricorn. Not exactly. It doesn't quite line up, but it's a, it, it, there's an overlap there. So Venus is not in a bad sign. It's actually nocturnal triplicity, but Venus is slowing down, in other words. Venus is moving in a very slow direction, and so that has an impact on relationships in general. I should say that I remember your, our reading from a, a couple years ago where we did a solar return chart, I think. Your Venus is uh, afflicted in that solar return chart, so that explains to a certain extent why this year looks the way that it does. You have this kind of hot and wonderful thing coming, and then it sort of dissipates and turns cold once Venus enters into that Saturnian side. So just bear that in mind, that there is some funky Venus weather that's been affecting you as well, and I think that's what's impacting this relationship. It may, as Venus starts to go retrograde, it may percolate back, but use it as an opportunity to kind of get some closure rather than say, all right, let's, let's fix everything. What I'm going to give you is root work that if this is the right person for you, then when Venus goes retrograde, this person will show up and maybe you'll have a chance to have physical connection. Maybe you'll have a chance to actually meet and see if things go in the right direction, though the reading doesn't seem to indicate any type of long-term long, you know, prospect there. Maybe there's an option for, for something, but that the root work will also draw to you the ideal person so that you can help to bring in the love that you desire. So we're going to start off first with my go-to love uncrossing bath that I have given a million and one times on this radio show. Take some rue, take some agrimony, brew this into a tea, pour yourself a bath, add to this bath this tea, add in milk, add in honey, swirl it around, and cover the top of it with rose petals. This is love on crossing. It works really well. If your heart is particularly heavy, you can add 
violet leaves to that tea as well. So you can brew violet leaves and mix that in. It's really good to ease the ache of the heart. Let yourself soak. Let yourself be cleansed by this. Let all the pain go away. Uh, let yourself air dry and dispose of this off of your property, bit of the bath water off of your property. You know this stuff. You're mm-hmm. an expert in your own right. So I'm just repeating this for the sake of those that are listening and learning. Then what I want you to do is while naked, I want you to write, and once you've disposed of this stuff off of your bath, so come back home, take your clothes off, light a pink candle that you've, addre- you've dressed with come to me oil. Then take a piece of paper and write what you seek out of love. This can be all the things that this person you met made you feel, but was unable to kind of fulfill. So you can write that we have a great communication, we really vibe, we have similar interests, we're passionate with each other, but also include the things that he was unable to give you. He will put me first in this relationship. He will see me as a priority over everything else. We will have a physical connection. We will meet and make time for one another. So address the very things that this relationship failed to provide for you. Now, once you've written all of that down, I want you to take a perfume of choice. If you have a perfume that you love, that you like to wear regularly, use that. If not, find a scent that you're going to use frequently. You're going to add to it Queen Elizabeth Root. You're going to pray over this scent, then you're going to take this piece of paper and just spritz that piece of paper. Hold it up, place it into a mojo bag, into this mojo bag, you will include lovage for love and passion, rose petals for romance, Queen Elizabeth root for power and sexuality, catnip to make you irresistible, and Cuba berries to bring someone who is willing. The reason I'm including Cuba berries is Cuba berries is specifically someone who is willing to make the right actions to make the relationship work. So Cuba berries are great. It's wonderful to have romance, but if a person is unwilling to make that romance actually manifest by physically traveling and meeting someone, then it does no good. Cuba Berries addresses that. It brings a willing lover. So you're going to put Cuba Berries in there, pray into this bag, knot it three times, then take that perfume that you sprayed before, spray it on the bottle. Feed feed the mojo bag that perfume, pray over it, and keep it as your personal talisman and your personal charm. This should be kept on your body at least for two weeks. After that, you can place it in a pocket, in a purse, or whatnot, but it should be affixed inside your underwear or on your underneath your clothes, uh, really touching your skin for a minimum of two weeks. Every week, you are going to feed the mojo bag that uh, perfume that I uh, you've made for yourself and you will wear that perfume yourself daily as you go about this will help to address the situation if this is the right guy it'll bring him back he'll come sniffing around again if not it will bring one who is equal or greater than he is uh, it'll bring all the things that you had with him with none of the things you didn't have that's my recommendation we have about a minute here let's see if Kat and Papa Newt have anything further to add Hi, uh, Conjurman. I've been writing little notes in the chat. Shiva, this is that bath. Please insert. <laughs> um, this is something that you have become well known for and very good at prescribing. And it's, I'm sure people have um, have had success with it. And it's a lovely, lovely formula. So we'll get that inserted into the chat for people who just that this is the very first show they tune into. 
So I no, I have nothing really to add because it's you cover it so well, describe it yeah. so well. And um what I would say to Doc Murphy is the next opportunity that comes your way, um, choose fucking. Okay? Just that's <laughs> that's my advice. And there are many forms of root work that you can add to the fucking, but that's the center because when a relationship starts there's this great hormonal drive toward one another and if it misses it's almost impossible to recapture it i i don't know of many people who recapture it unless years go by and they see each other again it's somehow uh, one of those oddities about love affairs so mm-hmm. i wish you all the best and um, there's many more fish in the sea as they say All right, there's our music, and uh, I think what's going to come up next will be a bunch of pre-recorded electronic music with spoken word. Take it away. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Papa Newt of papanoot.com in Omaha, Nebraska. Take it away, Papa Newt. All right, let's get through this. I'm a little bit foggy-minded because I got my booster vaccine yesterday, so yay, but let's get through this. This is a mojo to just help aid with your mental health. Um, I'm going to suggest you get yourself like a little square piece of paper, um, three inches or so. Um, On the paper, write your name three times, one under the other, and then write uh, Jeremiah 29 of chapter 29, verse 11, which is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I kind of write it like in a, a block over, over the names. Anoint the four corners with crucible of courage oil to help promote that inner courage. In this piece of paper, uh, put your hair from the crown of your head into the center. A pinch of yellow mustard seed as it is a symbol of faith, but also to help the faith to help you to re- take the required actions to mo- promote healing and your well-being. Solomon's seal to help enhance your wisdom. And, and master root pieces just to uh, create that self control that mastery um, as well now you could fold this towards you uh, uh, turn to the right fold it towards you and then a third time and when I do something like that I do like to tie it up in like a little package with string to keep things closed or my preferred method is just doing the origami pouch which you can find the information on how to do that in uh, paper in my shoe by Miss Catherine Ironwood and that keeps everything nice and closed this is 
keeping your essence, your mind, your body, your well-being, you know, contained with all these wonderful herbs. You put them inside the bag. But then we want to also put in additional uh, herbs to help aid and promote that healing. Uh, eucalyptus to ward off bad influences. Lavender to help that promote that uh, peace and mental tranquility. Hyssop is to not only for that cleansing aspect, but it also helps to promote that self-forgiveness. Um, Althea root to help attract benevolent spirits to help aid in the healing. Um, Five-finger grass I do like, so that way you are also, with all actions that you're taking towards your well-being um, is is there. And myrrh, resin, I, I just love the, the myrrh, the, the positivity of it. Um, Hold up the bag to your mouth while praying Jeremiah uh, chapter 29, verse 11, and as well as Psalms 23. Uh, as soon as you're finished praying into that bag, pull the string back, uh, tight so the bag closed, capturing those prayers into that bag. And tie it up as you would, and then smoke the bag, either in, you know, cast off beautiful healing, or even St. Tiffany's, or a mixture of the two as you pray, and bring that that bag to life. And this is something that I would suggest to keep the bag close to your skin, um, at least for one week, um, sleep with it, uh, just by, and help this, have the spirits to help aid you as you take mundane actions for your own well-being. Now you can can anoint this with oil, such as the cast off people, but I do like using a bit of the Florida water um, to to uh, feed the bag to keep things going. And that's what I got. Well, that's a that's really great, and thanks for that shout out to my book paper and my shoe. Um, You're that's a this is really really a mm. nice one because it's so so well thought out, and I really love the way that you describe what each piece is for. That's what's so important, too. Now, um, I don't see in the printed instructions that part from um, Jeremiah. Oh, yes. I was um, talking, and I didn't copy it. Uh, oh, could you put that in so that they'll be there? Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, the uh, chapter and verse again? It is Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I okay, am great. talking and pacing here in a moment. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, typical of um, work that uses the Bible. And I really love Bible work because it has such a strong basis in um, hoodoo community and hoodoo practice. There's a whole book called Hoodoo Bible Magic by Miss Michael and Professor Charles Porterfield that will also give you some ideas for the use of scripture in a mojo bag. There we go. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, I... I cannot speak highly enough of some of these herbs. Althea is so strong. I named my own daughter Althea. Um, I love that one. And hyssop is used often if you feel that you have some guilt or some sin that you've committed. Some people would leave it out if they say, no, 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 it's not my fault. But many times when one has uh, some kind of a um, 
mental health issue, one does feel like there is self-criticism happening, and so hyssop will be a good cure for that. Uh, Solomon seal is for wisdom, absolutely. So this is this really is a nice combination, and myrrh is very soothing, very calming, very quieting. All all very good herbs. Lavender is you know gives you a kind of a little perking up, and eucalyptus cleans away that mental fog. Wonderful, wonderful uh, combination of herbs. All right. I love it. You know, the crucible of courage oil I, I picked specifically because sometimes, you know, we we either are suffering or we're going through something, and sometimes we, we need that courage to admit that there is a problem and to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, there's a there's another thing that different people will combine oils, and I'm just going to suggest crucible of courage is really good for strengthening yourself, your resolve. Some people would also want to use a little bit of clarity, especially if they feel mental fog or something like that. You could add that to it. Another one that you might use because Solomon seal root is in the bag. You could add King Solomon wisdom oil, which has Solomon seal root, or there's an oil called. Um, Solomon root in oil, which is just yeah. Solomon seal root in oil. Excuse me, not Solomon root, Solomon seal root in oil. So some of those could be used to make blends. And uh, we make up these four-ounce root worker special blends if you want up to four oils blended. Um, another one might be blessing oil. So, yeah. Well, there's our music. Thank you, Papa Newt. That's a wonderful... Uh, mojo really good and I'm sure it will be of use to many so let's turn this over to Cliff Lowe he's going to give us our outgoing announcements and then I'll come back and chatter a little bit if there's time and then we'll all say goodbye thank you Miss Cat and Conjurmana thank you Papa Newt PapaNewt.com and Omaha Nebraska for being our guest this week we invite you to join us next week when our special guests will be Doc Murphy of RootDocMurphy.com and the Twin Cities of Minnesota and Paganistan, bringing you the topic of Southern Hoodoo and Northern Climes. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you, Clifford. So, all y'all, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, no matter when it is you hear this show. So, all of you can either think of the happy Thanksgivings past or look forward to the happy Thanksgivings in your future as you listen to this show. Now, the only other thing I have to add is there was a little shout-out for the Lucky Mojo Forum. And I want to say we have over 20,000 members at that forum, hundreds of thousands of posts. And um, we are working on upgrading it, rearranging it. We do it all the time. And I want to give a special shout-out to Justin J.D., 
JD is a moderator, graduate of my course, moderator at the forum. Hope he's going to join Hoodoo Psychics and maybe even air soon. He's a great guy. So head on out to the forum, ask your questions. You may be lucky enough to have Miss Athena answer you, JD or me. We're doing a lot of question answering. All right, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. Good night.